Triple T to the P. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's gonna be a high energy because we watched a fantastic movie, and we need to drink uh, more sodas or something like that to get the energy <laughs> level up. With this we this week watched, we watched this. Uh, the, it's not an uh, actively bad movie. It's just boring and nothing happens in it. It's not like it's, offensively bad. It's not like badly acted. I also, it's a movie from like 1932. And you can't expect a hell of a lot of movies. You know, it's. Yeah, it's just like a couple years after the advent of silent yeah. or uh, we watched, of talkies. We, yeah, we watched this old this dark house with Bob Vila. Um, <laughs> it was on PBS. I would love to see Ernest Saturday play. Uh, well, not Bob Vila. I'm thinking of who's the guy with the brushy hair with the the painting. That's, That's not Bob best Ross. old dark house. Yeah, I'm fucking up. You're your thinking joke. of the thanks, Bill. You trampled all over oh, my. Oh my! What? What am I good for if not for trampling a perfectly good joker, ruining <laughs> the ones I'm trying to come up with? Um, so we're sneaking up on Halloween, and so we're going to continue our, uh, slate of kind of, not too bloody, but, you know, like, horror-themed, thriller-themed, kind of spooky, scary bullshit for the next couple weeks. Uh, yeah, so this week we're talking about James Whale's, forget which year it is. 1932. 1932. I was right. Yeah, okay. Because I know this is after Frankenstein. I think Frankenstein was, like, 1931. Correct. Uh, James Whale's The Old Dark House. The wet fart of a movie. Yeah. And this is gonna be. I'm gonna keep calling it this old house. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> this I mean, old this dark house. Point. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard about this movie? Well, this is technically my pick. This is my pick this week. The only I know I probably watched Cinemassacre's thing on it back when that. Oh, came did they out. have a thing? Yeah, I probably saw them during the about Monster it, yeah. Madness They've number done three. So many monster. Yeah. Uh, movie madness. Episodes. But I didn't remember it. But okay, so yeah. I didn't. I knew nothing about it. Uh, for people who really. don't know, uh, if you really love uh, horror stuff and you just want like quick, concise little video reviews of like. Damn near almost every horror movie ever made at this Pretty point. Much. Yeah, go to cinemassacre.com and every uh, October they do every day of the month. They'll do 31 uh, horror movie reviews and, yeah, with a lot of old classic stuff too. Um, uh, so, yeah, this week we're talking about The Old Dark House, which is... What'd you know about it? Ollie, see, I'm a big fan of The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I'm also a fan of the first Frankenstein movie too, also directed by James Whale. And uh, what am I... Uh, traditions on Halloween. I fall asleep on Halloween night listening to the audio commentary onto the Bride of the uh, Frankenstein uh, DVD. And because James Whale used so many people, you know, he, he had his own little contrary people that worked on a lot of his own movies and some of the actors and stuff like that. They would always mention how all so many of these people from the Bride of Frankenstein also worked on the old Dark House. So I was like, oh, you know, I like Bride of Frankenstein. I should just give the old Dark House a spin. And this was my excuse to do that. And, <laughs> and you're an asshole yeah. for doing that. It's just there's nothing happens in this movie. It's not like it's not like the magnificent Ambersons where that's like inherently kind of wrong headed. This is just like it's kind of a sl- sl- slender slip of nothing. It's just boring. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is just a boring. Thank nothing. God this is back in the era where most movies are only like an hour and five minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's at least, but even then, if for an hour. It feels like two. I had to rewind two huge chunks of this because I fell asleep twice yeah. in the course of the hour of watching yeah, this. I can understand that. It took me like almost two hours to watch this one hour movie. Yeah. Um, James Well, I love you. I know you're dead. You met well, but. <laughs> so. Nothing happens! Yeah, the, the movie starts with like two people. I mean, there's three people in the car, but you start by just seeing two people, two people in the car, and they are arguing. They are, they hate each other what in the opening of this mo- I can't movie. You they're mean- like, they're like stuck in the mud, and then she's like, "Give us some old get," and they've got some accents on them. They're, ah, they got some old timey yeah. accents, like hardcore. You know what? This is a lost film too. I think they yeah. lost this. It was, it was yeah, lost this for like, for like a good like couple decades there mm-hmm. too, which you can again maybe it was lost at night. for a good reason. They're like, oh, <laughs> we're not so worried about you know, making keeping too much uh, close of a track on this uh, old dark house. But did they even say where the people are going at the beginning? Yeah, some town. I don't remember that. I name. just said that any excuse to have like yeah. a married couple in a car driving yeah. somewhere where they're gonna have to like shack up. It's like know? pouring rain, and this was before apparently cars were waterproof because they are yeah. they're drenched. This is the cinematic equivalent of it was a dark and stormy night. I mean, literally, yeah. it is a dark and stormy night. But it's like, well, it's funny because uh, this week I just watched um, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. which I hadn't seen in a long time. That actually would have been a candidate for this if I hadn't seen it, like once, like twenty years ago. Yeah. 
Um, and so that's kind of the same. Well, it's funny because you know, Rocky Horror is based yeah, a lot except, off of Frankenstein. Except they're not arguing with hate and vitriol in their voices in Rocky Horror like they are. That is true. They're at, they're at least kind of like they like each other. He's like, well, do you <laughs> want to drive? Well, I, cer- I certainly was expecting you to say something like that. Like, yeah. Geez, that's a similar man. thing. You got a married couple in a car. All the while, they're friends in the backseat just kind of being like, yeah, I'm going to crack wise here. There? Who? What? It's just, know. yeah. They don't explain that. Anyway, man, yeah. They're angry. And then they're driving and they're lost. And she's like, oh, let, I'll find us on. Let me look at the map. Oh, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's all soaked and blah, blah, blah. And they're driving her along and they narrowly miss a mudslide that kind of looks like. Which looks like it almost got, like the car actually got taken yeah, out for a second. Did I had to rewind it. Did, did they die? <laughs> I thought the movie was going to be a minute and a half long. It's like, I guess yeah, they made it out. In so. a scene that's very reminiscent of after I eat Chipotle, the mudslide <laughs> oh, comes down. Um, uh, <laughs> then they, 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 they're like, there's some lights. There's a house in the distance. And they pull up to the house, bang on the door. Let us in, let us in, it's cold and wet, cold yeah. and wet. Well, cold. Uh-huh, so then... Riff Raff opens the door. <laughs> Riff Raff, come on inside, he says. And... I'll say, so you actually know Rocky Horror, then? Yeah. Yeah, because I just got acquainted this week. Uh, unfortunately, Karloff is no Riff Raff. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's something. At the very beginning of the movie, there's like this... this screen that they put up and it's like yes boris karloff is the monster in frankenstein oh yeah that's right yeah we're telling you this to avoid any confusion <laughs> it's like where people so, are gonna be like i came to see frankenstein in this movie i guess this is the first i well i guess this is definitely the first time james whale and karloff worked since frankenstein mm-hmm. and i guess maybe this is a whole this year is his first i know it's <laughs> all that taught yeah way back in the day and I guess maybe this was his first horror role or something. It's weird that they felt justified to be like, you know, Karloff isn't just Frankenstein. And they it's called a text it, role it called, the and it calls him the mechanical monster yeah. in the text role. Well, we'll get to Frankenstein stuff later. But even in Frankenstein, it kind of like is a little bit of a suggestion that he's a slightly little bit robotic. Like, yeah, I guess. I but know. yeah, anyway, yeah. But. So anyway, yeah, he opens the door. Uh, I name... noted that like it sounds like in the copy we watched. It sounds like there's a bad piece of modern mud mumbling dubbed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's supposed to be all sinister, and then he goes. Yeah, and his lips aren't moving, but it's all. Yeah, it's like, is this supposed to be sinister when you're. Again, he got nothing on riffraff. He sounds like my dog when he's like trying to get you to play. I'd already, again, whatever, try to. I'm like, this is not sinister. Whatever atmosphere this movie's trying to build, just even right when they open the door, it's like one of those gurgly farts that comes from deep inside. Yeah, yeah, a little squealing squelch of when your guts move around. Yeah. Um, so he opens the door and then we are introduced to, what is it, Waverton? I forget. All I know, it's, pl- I the, it's he, Ernest Thesson. I wrote down names, but I don't remember who's he, who. It's, it's, it's the Waverton. bad guy from The Bride of Frankenstein. That's all I know. Again, because it's James Whale people. So a lot of these people either had shown up in uh, Frankenstein or will show up in or Bride of Frankenstein. Is it, is it like Horace Frame? Horace Hey, let me look up. Yeah, the, yeah that's what it is. Um, the old dark house. Let me look this up on Google just to make sure we're yeah. getting all the names we're right. Getting names right, because everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's not that." If you watch this because of Bill, I, God, Bill, I'm you so should you should send everybody twenty dollars. Like I said, it's not bad. It's boring. Anyway, oh, did you recognize this little bit of trivia? Mm. Did you recognize the lady, the main lady in this movie? You've seen um, her in something else before. Yeah, she's, well, no, I never, I haven't seen Titanic. But oh, she's, you haven't seen? Well, she, you yeah, saw she's the, the commercial. old broad from the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Who throws throws something that she could have given her grandchildren to? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other actually for their college education into the sea. That's the thing that got me thinking about the old Arctic house too, is because I just recently watched the Blu-ray of Titanic. I listened to the commentary, and they talk about Gloria Stewart having been in this movie, and that's mm-hmm. when I was like, "Well, oh, fuck it." If if the old Arctic house is coming up in commentary for Titanic, I should. That's God just telling me I should probably just finally get this movie out of the way. Yeah. The end. Now we're done. We'll see you guys next week. So they come inside and and they meet. Uh, is it Horace? It's Horace Femme. Yes, yeah, it's Horace Femme, who is this older, hand wringing. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't call him sinister. Oh well, he's trying to be sinister. Mildly much creepy, as, as sinister as you can be in this movie universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's older, kind of the antagonist. He looks like he, he should be the butler. 
Yeah, a little bit. He's yeah. not the antagonist. Well, he's like the friendliest guy there. Does he do anything bad in the movie? No. Oh, okay, because I can't remember if he actually plays a part in everything that no. goes down at the end. Again, but then not that there's that much plot. He just opens no. the door and says, "Well, no, he actually hangs out and drinks every- with yeah. everybody. He like makes food and so so." Okay, yeah. No, he's not. They're a bad like, guy. "We're sorry to barge in on you, but uh, oh, Schmitty, Schmitty, Schmitty." But it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely outside. outside and <laughs> oh, my and shoes are a little Schmitty. It's flooded that way and. Yeah. We can't we can't get out. We hate to intrude. Can we stay here for the night? And he's like, Oh, I don't know, I guess so. And then his sister comes down, who oh, God. is hilariously deaf. Oh, and uh, he also he's also what's the what's what's Karloff's name in this? Is it it's uh he's got, Morgan. Forgot. Yeah, it's Morgan, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah just so Morgan, like, no last name right. Pay no attention to Morgan, he's dumb, which you know, is a weird it's how they said back then that he can't talk. He can hear, but it's, he can't it talk. It is funny going which, back. Which is yeah. weird. Why, if he can hear, right? Yeah. Then why is he making noises like, <laughs> he shouldn't be able to make any noises if he's dumb. Exactly. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Weird yeah. little guttural Cause, yeah, fart cause mumbles. He's supposed to be mute, but they treat him like he's deaf. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I didn't even think to think about it. It's almost like this movie's just kind of throwing it down. Yeah, but then his sister, who's a very, I would describe her as gypsy esque. I describe her as a harpy-ass crone. <laughs> Who's partially deaf. Hilarious. This movie is described on a lot of, like, stuff as a horror comedy. I was like, where was the comedy? That's not funny. I guess maybe the comedy is that, like, yeah, she's deaf, but then she's yeah, also, say like, something yelling and she'll at everybody. Be like, what? That's <laughs> not like, funny. No, but then Frank she's like, they can't stay here. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, yeah, no beds. She tells <laughs> everybody, no beds. You'll get your... And she's like yelling at her, wow, they're going to get killed anyway. Like, you're going to die someday. Fuck you. You're it's wicked. Just, she yeah, calls wicked. everybody wicked. She's super religious. And yeah. so she's just convinced that everyone, all these people have shown up at her house are full of sin. And if they don't die that night, they're going to die someday because yeah. they're all full of sin. And she barely tolerates the fact that yeah. her brother Ernest like, you can't stay here. In. But then her yeah. brother, they tell her, it, well, we can't go that way. Thing, it's everyone, everyone in this house, it's a big family that's... That these poor dipshits have, have have stumbled across a poor a huge family of four people. Oh, it's kind of weird, but they all kind of, it's kind of <laughs> but they're like an imagine. And you, the you're seeing like, two of them, huge family. Is it a huge? Family? huge. No, 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 no. So, oh yeah, because it's only yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so uh, this movie. <laughs> so we just talk about Star then they Wars. say <laughs> then they're like, well, uh, we can't go that way because we almost got hit by a landslide, and we can't go that way because the road's flooded, mm-hmm. and that makes all everybody who lives in the house being like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's happening!" Well, this house is safe, and they never explain what's happening. They yeah, never it's all why it's kind of a storm. That. That, like it's almost kind of suggested, like maybe they're near a lake. Maybe the lake is kind of like the the. It's whatever. Well, it's no. The way they acted it out was I was expecting like some horrible thing to ha- be happening because the weather's happening. Like maybe a ghost shows up when the weather gets really bad or something. Yeah, because the family's kind of skitterish about what's going. Yeah. Especially Ernest Thessinger. he's all like, yeah, yeah he's all like, like something uh, terrible is going to happen because of what is happening. Like they're in a the rock weather. and a hard place situation. Yeah, but they're still no, like the house is fine. Outside. Yeah, it's wet. They don't it's have. Really they're not wet. running out of There's food. There's a lot of water. puddles outside. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> if they can last the weekend. They'll be okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I. My. Actually, my first note was. Uh, when the movie starts with a couple Americans wandering the Welsh countryside, which is funny because that's exactly how our last podcast, American Werewolf in London, started. Mm. Uh, but anyway, that's jumping back. We'll jump forward again. Um. So then they. She's like the. Uh, what's the lady's name in this? Mm, the character's name? Yeah. Uh, Titanic's name? I just call her Titanic. All right, well, so then Titanic. Margaret Waverton. Margaret is like, I need to get out of these wet clothes. Uh, is there any place I can change? And she's like, the deaf lady's like, yeah, follow me. And then they go to her room, and this old lady starts telling her all about her sister Rachel that died. Yeah, that died like, in that start... bed that she's going to have to sleep in. Well, no, there's no beds. Is there no beds? Yeah, that's what the old lady says. No so beds. Where no she, beds. I thought there was. Oh yeah. I there might thought, be a bed I in there. But... There was no free beds available. That not that there's no beds in the house. Because that's Rachel's old room. It's Isn't not it? the old gypsy or whatever his room. Yeah. So anyway, she gets. She gets. Yeah, she starts she's... yelling at the lady for being. But and they're hot. doing like this weird cinematography thing where like the old lady's face is like warped, like they're showing her reflection in a mirror, mm-hmm. like a funhouse mirror. And then she's like telling, like, blah, 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 blah. I don't even remember what she was saying because it was so nonsensical so and boring. Yeah. Uh, 
But they're like warping her face for no reason, and then it goes back to normal. I'm like, what? Yeah. Was that supposed? To- I, I guess- were people back then like too spooky? I guess the- I, I would imagine that this movie's script was slight enough that that was just oh, this movie whale, was just, written like, by a twelve year old, adding some kind of sure. visual flair. Because what else can? Because really, like I said, there's nothing that happens. There's there's dialogue and people talking to each other, but like in terms of like anything actually like eventful happening, nothing so really then, happens till like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. So then the old lady um, like after talking about wickedness for a while and how her brother's wicked and her father's wicked and everybody's wicked, touches uh, Titanic uh, on the uh, chest and she goes, she's like, oh, "How dare you!" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." Oh yeah, my notes are out. pretty. Oh yeah, show me the Titanic titties, <laughs> Gloria Stewart, because like she's getting undressed. She, yeah, for and bed. she like changes into a nightgown, and she's got like a white silk slip on. Yeah, and then yeah, no, the sisters all like, uh, "That's fine." Oh, she's complaining about how. Oh, the sisters talking about how. Uh, the room used to be better, and I think the, sh- the the drapes used to be better, but they've since mm-hmm. rotted. Yeah, and then she points to her chest and, like, touches her tits. And is all like, well, that's fire stuff still, but she, it'll rot too in she time. She touches her right under the collarbone, and she's like, how dare you? Or something like that, yeah. But she gets all, like, up in her face, and I was yeah. like, you're gonna... And then the old lady... You're all hot now, but you're gonna <laughs> be all fucked up eventually. And the old yeah. lady leaves, and, and like... The uh, Titanic like wanders around the room, and then she opens the window for no reason. Yeah, and then it kind of like and then all of a sudden, like wind. Which I guess there is a storm outside. Comes, Why would you open the window? Yeah, just, and then she's like, oh, 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 freaks it's out, and then and runs out of the room. Nothing else happening, and so you need something to happen. Yeah, and then yeah. she runs out of the room. And is like, oh, oh, and then she composes herself and walks to the back to where the everybody else is yeah. and they're like you're, you're making me feel undressed man this sounds unreal because we're having to talk about like she opens a window it's yeah, like well, that's an event yeah, in the movie well, because there's no and reason for her to open the window that's the dramatic you know there's a storm raging highlight outside. of act one of this film is her opening the window and a wind coming in the oh. only reason she opens that window is so near the end of the movie they can say why'd you open the window oh, yeah, go point, close yeah. the window <laughs> That's the only reason she opens it. This movie. So then they go back there, and uh, Horace comes in and says, Gin, anybody? Because he's got a bunch of gin. I like that he's like... I like gin. I like gin. Mm, would you like some gin? And I like, do. Yeah, very much. His line delivery is always great. Uh, he also, uh, when they have dinner soon, he offers everyone a potato. He's like, well, who we'll get there? We'll is that is there. that not the same scene, or is that still even a little bit? That's a little. I bit. know he gives them food and water. I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, somebody describes somebody describes uh, Titanic as handsome and wild as a hawk. What? I was I was no. I made a note of that. She I was s- like, what is handsome? Got scared of an open window. Handsome and wild as a hawk is not a saying. Yeah. I think they describe somebody describes somebody as handsome it's and the, wild as a hawk. It's 1932. Like, that's you could just make up shit. You could just say that person is frugal and compendium like a balloon. Yeah. And like, oh, that means something. I guess I like. Or I guess we don't the, have the internet, so we I can't guess, Google what he I just said the, to see if that's like a real thing. Yeah, I guess but. this gin scene, gin scene happens a little bit before they actually like. They probably have drinks before her. dinner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it happens before she gets changed out of her way. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Like before to warm them up, it probably offer them booze. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie twice, and I still can't. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, then like, they they sit down to have dinner. Yeah. And uh. Titan- the old lady's like, we have to pray first. And then Horace starts compla- talking about how his sister's always going to... He starts complaining about how she's going to pray and how she's always dedicated to this, her yeah. old gods and, and all of this. And he really goes on and on about how what a, a chore it is well, for her to pray. Deaf. And basically she goes, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. <laughs> and then she starts to eat. I'm Which, like, really? Yeah, this is just that you're all wound com- up about, we like... We spent five minutes complaining about her prayer that lasts two seconds? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I guess you're supposed... I guess you Was just, that like, supposed to be part of the comedy in this? I think that's probably the actor just kind of, like, riffing. Maybe it was just an and outtake. Then- Maybe he just hated the other actress so much. <laughs> and they just like, well, you know what? Instead of that just being an outtake for the that- rap party, that'll that's going in the movie. Then we get, like, ten minutes of them just eating. Mm-hmm. And and the old lady Have eats... Have a potato. She- yeah, lots, uh, that is one of the quotes... On uh, IMDb from this movie, <laughs> have, have a potato. potato. Really? Yes, that's the first quote that from this like movie. I just like because he does have say a have a potato. Have a potato. Yeah, it's have a potato. He adds like extra syllables to it, it's like a have a potato. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, man, and, and, and we're looking, and, we're, we're uh, digging deep for this movie to try to find something to talk about. Morgan's walking around offering everybody pickled onions, and <sighs> and the old lady takes like twenty of them and just she's packing this food down during this scene. She is. 
Maybe she's just working. She got potatoes. She got uh, fucking pickled onions in her ears. And I was God like, ugh. Did. Also, pickled why onions. does the family have a giant murderous, uh, mute psychopath for a butler anyway? Especially well, for a butler that when there's ex- only two people. That kind of gets house? explained a little bit later. Does it? Well, we'll yeah, get back we'll get to that there. then. Okay, because that's one of my uh, notes. Is like, because like when they first, when, when uh, Thessinger kind of introduces everyone to Morgan, one of the first things he said is like, "Oh, this guy's a crazy killer. He'll shrug you if you don't watch out." Just kind of like, why is your fucking butler? Like, what is this? Yeah. Especially so, for a house where, like there's only four people in the house and like there's only two people actually running around doing anything. You need to be served. It's really weird. So so then uh, when they're they're in the middle of dinner and all of a sudden there's more pounding at the door, uh, so they open it up and it's this is one of my favorite. Bits. It's Chubby Checker and <laughs> uh, a stereotypical chorus line girl it's coming out of the rain. Best thing Charles Lawton is playing a fat guy named Porterhouse. Yeah, his name is Porterhouse. When they, he introduces him like his I that's I fucking I thought that I, was great. I want I'm a fat guy. I'm gonna change my name to Porterhouse. <laughs> At least that's for gonna be sure, my new online handle. I thought for sure these they were introduced to be the first to die, but nobody yeah. dies. No, in this but movie. no, yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah. fucking dies in this. Movie. Spoilers for this movie you hopefully didn't watch. Um, uh, nobody yeah. dies in this movie. Uh, so so they come in. Actually, that's funny because my note is Charles Lawton plays a fat guy named Porterhouse. Fantastic. Also, he and his floozy are so fucking doomed. It's not even funny. Yeah. Because they are. So, like, he's such a cartoon, and she's so like, "Hell y'all, how you doing?" Yeah, they seem like they're just there to. Because also, you have the main characters show up. Like, why do you need extra characters other than for them to die at this point? Because especially because there's such cartoons. Yeah. Granted, I mean, this movie was made before like the horror movie. Before stories really were in. a thing. <laughs> what it almost feels like but yeah so so, so you know and charles lawton this is the guy who directed night of the hunter the, the episode we didn't uh, two episodes ago. Oh, okay. so this is all this is a whole shared uh cinematic hmm. universe um so they come in and are obnoxious uh and they're like oh you need to get out of those wet shoes and offer her uh offer her a this girl that just came in uh we'll call her floozy yeah might as well because it's porterhouse and floozy yeah titanic um and the other two guys and <laughs> the that's kind of yeah uh world war one guy and oh that's right that's and, world war, and husband and husband yeah oh, yeah the guy without any character to his character um yeah and world war one guy only has any character because he stands up he's and he says, yeah he's supposed he to be the comic relief about- Basically, yeah, he cracks wise and about it being sees, a veteran, and always sees the lighter side of things. Um, but uh, um, I also point out that Charles Lawton is playing the Depression era equivalent of Ricky Gervais because <laughs> he's yeah. like a really annoying fat British guy. He yeah, just like much. says whatever's on the top of his head. And yeah, just kinda... I took a note. She may be deaf, but everybody's yelling enough that she should be able to Man, hear just fine. We're like we're like halfway through the movie and almost out of notes. No, <laughs> we like are not. Minutes. Well, I guess we are because we're like this is. I think this is thirty six minutes. Really? Ugh. Oh no, it hasn't even been thirty six minutes yet. I point out that Karloff also looks like he should be playing bass and Motorhead because he's got a giant beard. Um, when right. I'm talking about so, people's beards, so then they finish eating um, and then we get, we kind of skip forward two hours and then Porterhouse starts spilling his guts about how he had a wife and she died. Yeah, I'm so like, everyone's like having drinks after dinner and they're all being like, actually being kind of relaxed and social, yeah. just kind of like saying, "Hey, this is my story." Yeah. What's and like story? You, he, he like married a, a lady, but she, he feels like she might have held him back, and she thinks he thinks she did that, and that's why she. Oh died. yeah, it's kind of like yeah, with complication stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's like okay, why are you telling all these people that you've known for two hours? Oh, this and he's heartbreaking thing. His thing is that he also his friends also think that he may have murdered her. I think, or something like that. And he's like, no, I didn't. Or something like that. It's, it's some kind of weird. weird. But basically pouring his heart out on, on his dead wife. And it's like, you don't really know these people, mm-hmm. but I guess you're spilling your guts No, this that. really impacts the plot or anything, too. It's just kind of a weird, like, heart-to-heart uh, mm-hmm. heart with everybody. And then um, uh, uh, there's a, some point they're like, Morgan drinks. He gets really mean when he's drunk. Uh, so uh, let's hope he doesn't drink tonight. Uh and then they come in and they're like, oh, Morgan's drinking in the kitchen. Can't stop him. <laughs> Again. He's all drunk. If you have a psychopathic giant mute guy who chokes people for a living, 
when and you he's know drunk, he's an alcoholic, maybe not have the guy like maybe not have alcohol in maybe, the mansion. Maybe it's not worth having a butler at this point. If this is the only guy you can hire to be your butler, and one of the things he's going to be serving is booze mm-hmm. or killing people, eh, which is just... so they're like. Uh... Also, how is he a butler in the house if he has such a hard time getting up the stairs? Because there's a little bit where he chases his people up the stairs, and he's just all like, ah, I guess he's supposed to be drunk, but yeah. yeah anyway, anyway, so, yeah, I'm jumping ahead. So, but... so then. Um... Uh, World War One guy and Floozy are like, he's like, I sure could go for some alcohol. And she's like, me too. And he's like, I've got some whiskey in the car. You want to go out and get it? Which I actually thought was kind of nice little scene. And, and she was like, sure, but everybody's drinking gin inside. I know, exactly. There's they alcohol don't have to in go there. out of the rainy yeah, car, leaky there. car. Well, I, I don't know how much of it is, is them trying to smack on each other versus... Well, they, they weren't even going to do that yet because... Um, he goes outside. So and it she's, is World War One guy. Follow, yeah, okay, she follows yeah. him to the doorway, and he's like, "Wait here, or else you're gonna get soaked." And runs off to the car. Why'd she even need to go outside? She could have just waited, like inside, just until he knocks on the door like, with, yeah. and comes back. But then the door slam closed behind her, and she's like, "Oh, now I'm stuck out here." And so she follows oh, right. him so into, the, into the okay, garage. Um, Are they just in a garage? They're not out in the rain? Or, no, the stable. They're okay, in the that's stable, because okay. that's where the car was put. Um, and then she runs past a window, and you see Morgan inside, and he stumbles towards the window and goes, <laughs> and then punches the window, and she's like, ah! and runs away. And again, that doesn't <laughs> lead to anything. It's, it's just like, a random happening. Okay, his mumbles aren't scary, people. You can't have him. <laughs> he sounds like he's a fucking the flying dog. From that video on the horizon. So, yeah, so then uh, I, I took they, it They, they yeah. drink in the car. Yeah. Uh, he, and then, well, well, that, her shoes get wet. That, that comes in, yeah. And that comes later, I think. Well, you see that, like, oh, yeah, because they come back into the house. And Charles yeah, Lawton gets all salty because she's got her shoes off and he's no, like, no, 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 to no, take no, her no. shoes no, off. No, 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 no. We'll get we'll get to that. Oh, see, this is all yeah. yeah okay, we go. We're, we get a scene back inside where they're like talking about a lamp, and like there's a lamp. A t- oh, a that's torch, what it is. Okay, know, yeah. There's a torch upstairs and a bigger torch upstairs. We should get it in case the power goes out. And like the old guy, the older dude from uh, Horace is like upstairs in the. The top landing. Is he by the, the one that suggests we go get that extra lamp and then? We're, yeah, we're, our sister. But is, then he and goes up like, to get it with one of the guys. This big, big like wannabe Abbott and Costello back and forth of we're like I can't carry it. I'm very weak, you know. Yeah, he's like, just... am I strong enough to go get it by myself? And he's like, oh yes, it's not that heavy. <gasps> Yeah, because it's supposed to be like a three-story house, and the lamp's supposed to be up like in the top story. Yeah, by... And for some reason, Thassinger, right before they get up to the top story, he's all, all like, I don't want to go up there. Yeah, everybody's super scared of this top story. There's some fucked up shit There's upstairs. Some, yeah, it's like, oh no, it's... Oh, and... There's obviously this family's got some kind of dark secret they're trying to hide. Yeah, but then uh, they left the wife downstairs alone, and she's... Like starts making shadow. Titanic, yeah, yeah. Titanic starts making like shadow puppets on the wall because that's what you get did back then for something, entertainment. Something, yeah, and then all of us, the man, you remember way more of this movie the, than I did. I watched it twice. The old, the old lady had gone, left the room. She's like, if you want it, go up here, go get it yourself. I'm going to my room, and she leaves. But while the um, she ti- kinda, while she... Titanic is making shadow puppets on the wall. All of a sudden, you like she goes off screen, but her shadow's still there. And then all of a sudden, the old lady oh, shadow yeah, comes that's up, what it is. points at her, and puts her hand on her collarbone again. And she's like, "Oh!" I'm like, but it le- doesn't but lead anywhere. It's just like no. kind of the thing, the random. And thing the old that lady wasn't and, even there. Yeah, and it just jumps to another scene. So you're not quite sure if like uh, Titanic's supposed to be crazy or if this yeah. is like some kind of ghost thing or something like that. But then it just cuts to another scene, and that's like, okay, yeah. well, that's whatever. Okay, yeah. So we get like uh, World War One and Floozy in the car. And they're like drinking whiskey and talking about how in love they are with each other. Yeah, again, you've known each other for two minutes. Granted, I guess you're a I little thought, tipsy. We but... thought we thought Night of the Hunters <laughs> yeah. r- romance was ridiculous. This makes even less sense because they're like, well, Louv Tender and stuff like that. At this point, I think the word "darling" has been used fifty times in this movie because yeah. everybody's darling, darling. Yeah, darling. He's like, would you be darling? 
Again, because there's nothing going on in the movie, I guess they kind of had to introduce two new characters. Is, so I guess like maybe is, love triangle stuff is supposed to be like a big me, plot element. This reminds me very much of like stories that are written by twelve year olds where two people meet yeah. and then an hour later they're they in just love. love each other. Like, and don't I, they, I, I, I so love you. They come back to I the house and essentially come on and say, okay, we're kind of in love a little bit too, right? And well, then no, that she's he's like, uh, she doesn't throw in Charles Lawton's face, but it is kind of well, like no, no, we'll get there because their conversation in the car is basically like. I am rather fond of you. Yeah. I'm fond of you too. I might say I, I love you. <laughs> oh, I might say that too. Uh, I, I might even say, no. I'll tell you in the cold dawn of morning or yeah. something like that. Well, great. It's only and been. He's like, tell me now. No, I'll tell you in the cold breath of dawn or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So then they go back inside. They bang on the door, and that wakes up Porterhouse. He gets up, goes to the door. And and they basically tell him like, "Hey, we in love." And he's like, "That's what I said because well, they come right I back figured. in." And from the beginning frame of this movie, only like six hours in this whole story is as as yeah. passed, and we already have like two o'clock in the morning thing of like people coming back in from the ranch saying, "Well, I know I came in here with you, but now I'm in love with this guy." And just like, they, well, and uh, man, they were they were two clicks away from humping in that car from having titanic scene and maybe it's kind of romantic car. because he tried to give his life for his country and Fuck if I he's know, funny man. he's the hilarious yeah. comedic <laughs> oh yeah so side, of, oh. side effect side yes. effect yeah it's a side effect of the movie so they tell the <laughs> oh. porterhouse um basically we're gonna porterhouse? <laughs> <laughs> that means we just slang nickname for any fat guys hey porterhouse get your ass over here so they tell him we're in love oh. we're gonna go off together and he's like well all right because he's a nice guy yeah he's a swell guy that's the only thing all the people in this movie and are do- nice guys yeah, or are nice people so there's not even conflict among the people because no. he just kind of rolls over and he's like well i guess i'll just have to be yeah, rich because by she, myself well, she explains in the car that they don't really like each other he gives her money and yeah but he doesn't he doesn't try to he basically doesn't she basically says he doesn't try to fuck me or nothing yeah exactly yeah and um, so when he she comes back and he's like okay i'll just you know so i'm rich basically so I guess that's all that, I need. that puss untapped yeah <laughs> is basically what it's all about that oh um so uh there is how do so we go from that to there is so Morgan well, then, gets drunk well, then, hold though, on, right? Hold on. Is this when so Morgan then, goes so and starts then, going on a rampage? Hold, not quite, but she goes away while they're down there talking and and um he uh tells Porterhouse, I'm gonna ask her to marry me in the morning. Like we've known her for four hours. You're talking you're... to the guy who t- she showed up with. Yeah, <laughs> they already said they actually are at least, even if it's not a consummated relationship. This they are a relationship. Yeah. So they're like, hey guy, <laughs> what like, the fuck is wrong? You're asking some lady you just met to marry. May 1930s Wales had just had a t- totally different take on I romantic. Get, everybody relationship. was DTF back then. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Fuck. Um. um so, yeah, because my next note is uh, there's a fight between Mr. Titanic and Karloff. And so I'm assuming this is when he gets drunk and he starts chasing well, Titanic go- around, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, we're going out of order a little bit because it's hard there's to remember. There's not rem- much order because, yeah, like, what else happens? Yeah, it's hard to remember what orders this stuff um, So, yeah, no, well, we already noted that Karloff is starting to drink and getting yeah. drunk and punching so, out windows so for no after reason. After the shadow scene that I mentioned earlier, yeah. like, Karloff comes in and, like, chases her around the table and whatnot. Oh, go, 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 go. But before, he, before even that happens, uh, What's his name? We see him at the top of the stairs getting the lamp. And there's a door. Oh, yeah, they finally the, get the lamp. It's there's a, a door. big lamp, too. There's it's like a, a big, like, three-tiered, yeah, like... there's a big door that's all, got padlocks and shit on it. It looks like it's holding back some kind of monster. No. Uh, and there's a plate of food that had been eaten outside and, okay. and whatnot. So he's like, hmm, that's strange. And is goes that back the down. Door? We're jump- this is jumping ahead a little bit, too. Is this? Yeah. Is that for the yeah. dad or for the no, brother? No, for the brother. It is for the brother. Okay. So then we cut back... Down to her, and she's getting chased around by Morgan. Uh, yeah, okay, and, okay. And okay. she starts running up the stairs, and Morgan's chasing her. And then we get a absolutely terrible fight scene. Really, I know. Well, the fight scene itself is that, but one of my last notes is uh, uh Mr. Titanic yeah, smashes Karloff with a lamp, and whoever is the stunt double for Karloff does one hell of a tumble back down the stairs because he really yeah. fucking goes. Well, that for was it. fine, but the actual but fight the actual, scene it's, between... it's just kind of pawing at each other. Yeah. It's 1930s. That's like, we'll talk about this in Frankenstein, but like the fights in Frankenstein and this are just like people just kind of like motioning at each other yeah. until someone falls down. Yeah. So, so, um, so he hits Karloff and Karloff goes down and he's God, like, it's fucked up. Yeah. So he's like, I heard, I heard 
some uh, like a child giggling at the top of the stairs. You want to go check it out with me? Yeah. I'm like, why? Okay, what is this? Why do you care? Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's go. So they go upstairs, and they open a door that wasn't even probably where he heard the giggle from. Yeah. And then we get Uncle Gramp- Grandpa, uh, Grandma. <laughs> we get Grandpa Grandma. too, yeah. Which is, I guess, from what I read, I it, know we usually do I think do it's fact- the dad of the family. Yeah, it's the dad of the family, but apparently the director couldn't find any dude who looked old enough to play this part so he hired a lady yeah and just glued a bunch of hair to her and well, uh we're so not going to talk about bride of frankenstein uh this year maybe we'll hold that off to next year but just in case we were, were going to talk about it, i was listening to the commentary for bride of frankenstein before we started recording and there's an old gypsy lady who shows up in bride of frankenstein which is actually it's the same actress who's oh, okay. playing and it's funny because she's old she's like 55 <laughs> it's not like they like, like you couldn't find like a 55 year old guy well, you gotta remember James Wells probably older than the actress the actor they needed to play the old people, dad people only lived to like 42 back yeah then. that's kind of like yeah it's jesus christ it fucking uh Ernest Thessinger is older than the than the, the lady playing his dad. It's so weird. But yeah, so it's it's the uh, it's so, the paterfamilias of the family. So then we like old bed red red grandpa. Who, there is a bed in the house. Yeah, sister. Also, Thessinger and his sister they all kind of disappear on that for like this whole last part of the movie too. Well, yeah, after he after he tells them to go bed. upstairs and he can't carry the lamp, he's like, "I'm going to my room." Yeah, and, and that's he, he like, just yeah, hides yeah. out. Yeah, yeah he just hides he's playing out. World of Warcraft until the movie's so over. So then we get uh, this old lady grandpa who's basically <laughs> like, "I'm going to tell you about things." <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is, too. You're not yeah. exaggerating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my children are wicked and evil in their own ways. <laughs> But I've Especially got one. Samuel? I've got one. That's the evilest. Yeah, okay. Saul. And they're Saul, both like they're both like Saul. Like it's some big relevant. Like, or like oh my it's gosh, some kind really? of mystery Saul? being unveiled, like solved for them or something yeah. like that. No, it's like okay, well, you, there's another person we haven't seen. Yeah, they could have just and been again, like, oh, they've only okay, been in this house for like five Saul. hours. It's not like the world's biggest. Like maybe it's weird that they, you know, Thessinger didn't mention him in like the two hour little yeah. post dinner drink like, they had. But like sometimes when Morgan gets drunk, he lets him out, and Saul tries to burn down the house. <laughs> This is setting up the climactic third act of and the movie, all, which is... Oh my is, gosh, is, is Morgan still there? Let's go check on the body. And they run down there, and they look, and his body's gone. He got what up. What happened next? And, and you hear, like, mi- mi- like laughter from upstairs. <laughs> like, not intimidating laughter at all. No, it's the fucking Lucky Charms guy. The yeah. fucking got out, yeah. So, this is... This... And, and so then, uh, what's oh, his name? Man. The, the younger brother uh, the that we met originally comes out and it's like, Saul's out. And he tells uh, the husband, wait for him downstairs and kill him. And then he goes back in his room. It's like, really? You're just going to tell this guy? I don't even guy? remember that You're part. You're just going to tell this guy to, uh, you know to what? kill your brother? I was probably taking notes and that totally actually missed that. <laughs> kill his brother yeah, he like, basically he, said wait downstairs and kill has him has he just been waiting for an opportunity to kill his brother so he doesn't have to take care of him anymore I don't now know. this is just because, an opportunity okay, like, so okay, that's, if you can get that's why they have Morgan in the house because Morgan is the only one strong enough to... strong enough and like able to wrangle which is funny because when Paul. you finally see the brother it's not he's not imposing he's, he's a fucking old hobo guy that they could like yeah yeah so then everybody's inside and uh, they're at the bottom of the stairs, and you see a hand start yeah! to come down the banister, and it's just a hand. Just a hand. And they're all like, oh, oh, waiting. And then Morgan comes downstairs uh, next to the hand. Yeah. The hand's still there. And then we get a three-on-one fight between Morgan and the three guys. And all the while, uh, <laughs> Morgan's just making sound. <laughs> just farting it up, making terrible sounds. Uh-huh. At some uh, point, Saul, the pyromaniac, does throw a knife. I can't even well, remember Well, no, no, this. we'll get there. No, okay, is that um, later? So so then two, the couple of them, two of them take Morgan down like to put him in the cellar or something in the yeah. kitchen. And the, the husband breaks off and comes back and makes the, the two girls hide in the pantry. Uh, and then he comes back out and we see Saul come out. And how would you describe Saul? As I mean, not intimidating at all. Hobo is, wizard. Hobo wizard. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, he's not. He doesn't look like somebody who should have been. He doesn't look like he's been locked up in a room for years and years. 
I feel like I'm gonna look up a picture of him just to make sure I'm not misremembering. Cause like it's just he's kind of balding. He's got white hair. He's, yeah, he's got a beard. He's like two feet tall. Yeah, he's and not. He's like, <laughs> giggling all Other the time. Other than the fact that he really loves fire, there's nothing intimidating about him. No, yeah. there's not. Um, so he comes down. And he's he's not scary at all. And like he starts telling him this. He picks up a knife from the overturned table. That's what like, it is. Okay. Have yeah. a seat. Sit down. Sit down, friend. Sit down. And so they sit down, and he starts telling the story about David and Saul and, like, kind of biblical thing. And, yeah. like, all the while, the 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 husband, like, sees a poker, a, a fireplace poker, and is kind of trying to sneak over to it, but he's doing the worst sneaking job <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. He's basically like, it's very don't look theater, at me, like, don't look at me, I am exaggerated sneaking. Movements, movements just to make sure that you can see what's happening, but like, yeah, yeah. for some reason the other character can't, you know. Because the, the, the Saul is like, who's in the pantry? And he's like, nobody. And he's like, you didn't tell me who's in the pantry, so I can't trust you. And he's like, but I told you, it, it, it was nobody. So, so then... He like dives for the poker, and Saul throws a knife at him, and it That's misses. That's what it is. And then okay, we get. Yeah. Oh no, this isn't the husband. I'm sorry. This is this uh, is World War One guy. Yeah, I, I I just call him not Mister Titanic. It's World War One guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, and then we get a fight scene between an old decrepit man and a World War One vet, and the World War One vet not doing that good of a job against an old man. Seriously, young guy who's like yeah He's in the prime of his life I, is getting his ass handed to him by an old pyromaniac. I do notice that I, I did make a note that there's one also one more <laughs> good stunt between Saul and uh, World War One guy as the uh, fall off the balcony. Yeah, so... As so, Saul's trying... He suddenly so decides now he's going to torch the house. Saul picks yeah. up a chair and hits World War One guy with it and... Like it. This is it. This is the climax of the movie. Yeah, this is the big. This climax. there's only three minutes left of yeah. the movie after this. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be a short podcast. <laughs> yeah. So then he hits him with a chair and it just crumbles because it's made of paper mache. <laughs> yeah. It's nineteen thirty two and it's a fake <laughs> chair. World War One guy lays it's there. Double fake. And uh, Saw is like <laughs> <laughs> goes over to the fireplace, picks up a, a Simpsons character, picks up a piece of wood from it, and he <laughs> yeah. runs upstairs. <laughs> Starts lighting a tapestry on fire. Indiana Jones was pissed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's my special goof of the day. So, so uh, he start, and then World War One guy's like, oh, he gets up and he's walking up the stairs like with, and it's like one of his arms isn't usable, so he's just letting it flop at his side. And he gets up there and they start fighting again over, and it's it's just pathetic fight scene. Uh, so <laughs> I, Why would I described Jones it as Jackie pissed. <laughs> ja- because of the scene in, in Temple of Doom, not Temple of Doom, and the Last Crusade, when he accidentally sets the tapestry on fire. Well, no, it's because he comes in. You'll have tapestries. Oh, I forgot because you're okay. Because I forgot he's got a history with tapestries. <laughs> he's Scottish and angry. Okay, I get you. Okay, because I was just thinking of the scene where they actually set the tapestries on fire after you know it's no, he no, and no. Henry. It's when he sneaks in with or sneaks in quote unquote with. No, but with the, with the Nazi fire with like no the, when he's talking about wanting to see their well, tapestries. I'm thinking when he and his dad escape. No, this is before. Say, this see, is when he goes into that. Okay, castle. okay. I just want a context because I thought you were making a joke about the fact that there was a giant fire scene <laughs> with ten no. with tapestries. No, catch this is on when fire. he comes in Nazi asking, asking about the tapestries. Okay, yeah. Um. So uh, we get some Jackie Chan levels of choreography. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> and oh. they eventually fall down off the balcony and land. Yeah, uh, that's la- kind of my last big stunt in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my next note is just that was a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> that's yeah. the, it really is just like 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 and a minute old, and a half of like epilogue at the yeah, end. Yeah, the and old ladies like uh, when when the guys are taking Morgan, they're like, take him now over there and and put him in there. And I'm gonna lock myself in my room. That's basically, she, that she, she says? basically says that, and then she goes in her room and like locks herself in there. Is this still the and, night? It's not like the next morning. Yeah, it's still night. It's still we night. We don't really okay, see yeah. her again. So then the girls are banging yeah, on. Yeah, characters just kind of disappear from. Oh, this and room she no locks the 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 front room, so you don't, nobody can get in through there. Oh, okay. So while all this stuff fight is happening, the two guys, the husband and uh, Porterhouse, are banging on the door trying okay, to break back in. Yeah, because and the girls are banging on wherever they are trying to get out. And so then uh, they get let out by Morgan, and he's like <laughs> chasing them around. Um, and they're like, "No, look, look on the floor. Saul's hurt." He's like, "Oh, oh!" And he runs over and picks Saul up, and like, <laughs> and carries him upstairs. 
and uh, then the two other guys break Which into the room. Which is because it's kind of insinuated that he's like, he's, like, really worried about Saul, but yet he's the only person in the house powerful enough to, like, contain Saul, so he's, like, half, like, jailkeeper, yeah. half, like, friend. Yeah. yeah, so then at that point, the two guys break into the room and, like, run over to where uh, World War One guy is laying, and they're like, she's like, I have to see him, I have to make sure he's okay, uh, the floozy is, and uh, they're like, no, no, don't go over there. And she's like, no, I have to, because they're insinuating he's dead. Yeah. So then she goes over, and she's, like, cradling him crying, like, mashing her fingers into his cheek. Oh, she's yeah. Like, yeah. She's, like, massaging his face like it's made out of silly putty I or something. Totally and she's like, this. he's alive. He's alive, I tell you. He's alive. <laughs> and he's, This is my movie, and I watched it twice, and I, only, I think I was, this may be one of the parts where I slept and just didn't, like, <laughs> was still kind of waking up when I was rewinding so, to rewatch. So he's alive, and oh, then, uh, okay. the night's over. Yeah, that, that's, scene, that's the really, a, a yeah, rooster rooster that's it crowing. for the plot. We get yeah. a rooster crowing, and it's the next morning. <laughs> And the rain's all gone, and yeah, they're like, that. well, we'll be able to go to the hospital now. So rather than load him into the car and go to the hospital together, they go to get a hospital, I guess, and bring back a hospital to Is them. that what they're doing? Okay, yeah. Can I, can so they leave Porter House, World War One, and the floozy there, while the husband and wife go get the car, go take the car to get, I guess, a doctor and bring yeah, him back. That's the end of the movie, right? And, and uh, no, because uh, then we get, like, him, he's got his head all bandaged up, and... and it's the cold morning light, I think, is what he says. He's, uh, she's like, oh, because I forgot it has to end to, with a proclamation When you going to tell me something in the cold morning light? And he's like, yes, yes, I will. Will you marry me? And then they do that old-timey kiss where they basically mash their faces together. Without actually doing anything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just, just like, as long as the face is touching. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it's the end of the movie. And That's it. Smash it cut to scratch. It's a universal picture. Oh, it was fucking da, terrible. Da, da, da. Fucking terrible movie. Bro. I'm sorry. God, I, <laughs> that's fuck. part of the process of this podcast. Is oh sometimes you're gonna I snap think, at a bullshit. You know, I don't know. I think I'd rather watch the Magnificent Ambersons again than watch yeah, this again. I don't know. This is kind of at least that you had pretty had things stuff to look going at. down, and there was a plot and characters who did things. Yeah, yeah this um, was just awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, my last and note is he, the whole plot. Uh, the whole plot of this movie is, hey, don't let the crazy guy out. Oh shit, the crazy guy got out. The end. Yeah, that really is in terms of like what happens oh, in the movie. It was um, apparently it was based on a 1927 novel called Benighted. By J.B. Presley. I, I heard it was based off of something, but a book. Yeah, it was based off a book. I wonder if they really got it because I don't. Have I wonder l- if the book had some kind of crazy subtext because I can't imagine. I don't I have, mean, granted, unless it was like a very character-centric, I mean, heavy piece that's yeah. like. Usually, I have a lot of facts to tell you about, but there's not much. Well, again, about with this, this being movie. a lost film, and no, not a lot of people even know about this movie even exists. I guess I mean, it's hard you know, to find. You talked about why, uh, how Boris Karloff. Like, going up the stairs seemed like so. Uh, uh. I guess that's because uh, one of the ladies that did the scene with it said he ran up and down the stairs a bunch of times to so he would be exhausted for the scene. Yeah. So he would actually be exhausted. Rather than acting. And, and she said, I would have just acted Yeah, exhausted. I don't think it's... <laughs> but he was dedicated. I guess he Christ ran up almighty, and down the yeah. a bunch. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was... That's that's I it. That's kind of like all was, the crazy. There was a remake in 1963 by Hammer Films. Oh, I got a new Hammer book this week, and I saw that pop up, and I was like, for and a moment, I was compl- like, it looks, it looks completely different. Which I like, wonder if it's, it's only... supposed to be a remake of the movie, or if it's no. just another adaptation of the original book, and they just took a totally different Because there's yeah. only one person that shows up at the house. Really? It's one American dude, and there's a bunch huh. of people, like siblings, in the house. I don't know how faithful this is to the book. We could have done research, but fuck it. Nah, no, no, not, it's not, not really on this worth, movie. What else are we going to talk about? Yeah, it's, it's not that interesting. It's it's but better for us just tra- to end the podcast early can, than it is to can, drag it out. You can yeah. see a trailer online of the Hammer version. It's very much more comedic. Does it still have, like, Morgan, though? Like, is, like, some of those basic characters? Like, No, there's, like, a fat balding dude in it really? that is, seems to be, like, the main antagonist. Mm, okay. So yeah, it it also looks terrible. But Nothing ever happens it, with the dad in this movie or anything too. They just no, have that one scene. It's yeah. not like he's ever threatened or he's says basically anything exposition ever. to talk about Paul, to let you know Paul's a thing. Saul and Paul, Paul, and Paul. Yeah, Paul. yeah, that was man, Bill. You got to start picking things that I turds. I can promise my next project will be at least slightly more entertaining. Yeah. Silent Hill Two. Yeah, because keeping I, with I'm going to being... have a lot to say about that. Is that I fucking what, love just, that game. Okay, is that your favorite Silent Hill game? Your favorite horror mm, game? It's No, one is still my favorite Silent Hill game. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so why'd you have me try Silent Hill 2 over Silent Hill 1? Silent Hill 1 doesn't hold up as well because it's a PS1 game. 
Oh, I and, thought they were both for the PlayStation no, 2. Uh, Silent Hill 2 still looks gorgeous. Man, I booted up for a quick 10 seconds just to make sure I could hook it up to my TV, and mm-hmm. I was like, it's been forever since I played a PlayStation 2 game, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is... I, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for old PlayStation stuff, yeah. but I was like... Especially after playing so much Metal Gear Solid Five lately, kind of going back to like so much mm. low res, kind of like especially it's it's supposed to be a game with a lot of atmosphere. We'll talk more about this yeah. when I have that episode. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Silent Hill too. And you know, I am legitimately glad I did cross uh, the old dark house off of my yeah, Tardy the Party. I was list, really but... surprised at how many people online like like this movie. I saw the Amazon There's a lot reviews of... for the DVD. Yeah. We're all like, this is a majestic like, piece of film. Rotten Tomatoes like, is really? like 98 plus or something like that. Because I would assume like, like the only people who would probably buy the DVD of this would be like film students or like super hardcore like, uh, horror buffs who have already seen it and are already going to be you know, predisposed to give it positive reviews. Yeah. But like, like James Rolfe, the guy who does angry video yeah, game, yeah. his Cinemassacre Monster Madness review starts with, if you want a creepy movie, Oh, he gives it, it a positive review? Yeah, he loves it. And it's like, this is not a good movie, no, people. No, it's not boring. It's, it's, it's I'm sure that maybe somebody bad. who listening to this either likes this movie or will see it and go, oh, it wasn't that bad. And we're not saying it's terrible. It's just there's not a lot there. No, and the romance is terrible. It's like if someone del- offers you a delicious pudding cup and they just give you the lid with, like, there's a little bit of pudding <laughs> hey, on it. You're supposed here, to lick, lick it off. It's like, well, this is not really a pudding no, cup. No, no, it's, is... it's, no, it doesn't even have pudding on the lid anymore. Is it sugar-free somebody pudding else, lid? No, somebody else already licked the pudding <laughs> off the lid, and here's like, here, you might be able to get some flavor yeah, off of this something, lid. Yeah, or something, 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 so. That was awful. Yeah. yeah. No. Did you like Frankenstein a little bit better? Well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that next week. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, next okay. week will be Frankenstein. Oh, and man, we'll have James lot... Whale Weeks is, is we'll, killing us. We'll have a lot more to say about Frankenstein, because that's an actual movie, whereas this was kind of... This was. That's why I was browbeating you about watching Bride of Frankenstein too, because as much more Frankenstein is a movie than well, this, I was, Bride of Frankenstein. I was going to watch them together, but then I watched Frankenstein, and I, you have I, enough. I, to I say. figured yeah. I'll have enough. To we can say always about save, that. yeah, Bride yeah. of Frankenstein for another occasion. So, so we're yeah. Um, next week we'll play Frankenstein. Um, I apologize for Bill for making you watch that. I think you can find this on YouTube for free. Yeah, I and watch it's one of, it. Well, I wonder. It's interesting because because it was a lost film. I would assume that Universal scrub through it like a I wonder if it's movie. I wonder if it could be public domain too. I think it is because it was the last film and all that. Who, I can't know. imagine Universal but you fighting can, really hard. You for can the find it on YouTube. I think you can even find the Hammer Brother on YouTube version. Um, but I we're love not the idea watch of that. Hammer Brothers films. That's an entirely <laughs> Hammer Brothers turtle English turtle. <laughs> Hammer Brothers. And with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's all we got for this week. That's uh, it, folks. We love you. Next week, I'm sorry about this week. Yeah. Damn it, Bill. What's well, my fault? Yep. I brought this upon us. It could uh, be worse. We're gonna end up having to talk about worse. There's gonna be something we talk about someday that's gonna make us think, oh man, yeah, well, but, only we were talking about the old dark house see, again. See, but this is right in the area between. Uh, it's so bad. It's we can actually make fun of it. Yeah, and, and it's and, just and there. This is just there. There's. There's nothing it's happens like making in this fun movie. of a dead cat. Like there's not. It's just there. It's like what not, are you gonna yeah. do? At least if the cat were alive and just messed up, like had three legs, you go, oh, it's a three-legged cat, but it's dead, and it's like <laughs> it's not helping you, anyone to poke. Your at analogies it. are always spot on. And it perfect. is because I don't know if the cat had like <laughs> okay, okay, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So uh, tune in next week for for Frankenstein, and I guess until then, don't fill your holes with this movie. So long, everybody. Keep your holes clear of the old dark house. Yeah. Bye. Bye.